Hey everyone, this is Yvette Hampton. Welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. I am so excited that you are with us this week because we are one week away from Valentine's Day. And so if you're listening to this on February 7th, when this episode is airing, you are maybe thinking about Valentine's Day and love and hearts and pink and all the things that come with Valentine's Day. And so I am here with my good friend, Rachel Zwain, and we are going to encourage you um, as we head into this exciting um, Hallmark holiday, because <laughs> we know there's basically, I, I'm pretty convinced that Hallmark is the one who invented this so that they could sell chocolate and cards and all those things, right? I don't even know what, how Valentine's Day came about. I should probably study that, right? I mean, that's why we homeschool, right? We can figure these things out. Do you know, Rachel? Do you yeah. know the story behind Valentine's Day? You know what? I feel like I knew it, but I don't, I don't know it offhand, you yeah. know? So, yeah, but it's definitely a big holiday. It's like you see it right. all, you know, in the stores right after Christmas. It's like all the, all the hats and the candy and everything. So it's, it's fun. Yeah, it is fun. All right. Well, note to self, study Valentine's Day with my girls. Yeah. <laughs> that will be a homeschool thing this week. Um, before we roll into this, I would like to thank our sponsor, CTC Math. If you guys are looking for a great online math program, go to ctcmath.com. You can check them out for free, do a few lessons with your kids and see if it's a good match for you. They're very affordable, very easy to use, very easy uh, user-friendly, and I think you will really enjoy them, ctcmath.com. Um, Rachel, I am so glad to have you back with me on the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. It's been several months since you've been mm-hmm. on, but mm-hmm. it's so funny. Your your episode, we talked about um, joyful motherhood. It, it's just hanging there in the top 10. I mean, we have you know over 300 episodes and yours just stays there. People really need that encouragement about how to be joyful moms in mm-hmm. this day-to-day mm-hmm. life that we have of motherhood. And so- um, tell us a little bit about how you got into the world of becoming a joyful mother. And then we are going <laughs> to dig deep into marriage and relationships and how we as moms can succeed in our marriages. Yes. Well, I definitely needed some help to be a joyful mother in the, when I was in the trenches and just really adjusting to motherhood and and all of the the trials and the struggles that come along. So that's basically how my group started on Facebook. And then um, a few years back, I, I moved over to Instagram as well because there were so many people over there. And I thought, well, there's probably a lot of moms that, that could use some encouragement. And so I just, you know, was really feeling like I could do with some encouragement myself and decided to start a group. And even if no one showed up, I knew I just needed to get myself focused every day and really have um, just a good game plan of how I was going to deal with some of the struggles I was going through and some lack of joy and, and just kind of, um, dealing with the mundane and all that kind of stuff. And so I started out, you know, just posting on motherhood, but then I started adding some marriage stuff in there because that's such a huge part of our lives and really ultimately should be the, uh, a priority, um, in our lives above motherhood, because obviously first and foremost, we need to be focused on a relationship with the Lord, but second in line should be our marriage. And, a lot of times in motherhood, it's so easy for us to get distracted because the responsibilities are so huge. We're so overwhelmed with everything. And then, you know, on top of motherhood is homeschooling. And so right. sometimes you just feel like there's barely any time to think about your marriage, but it's so crucial for us to to put some good focus in that direction. And so I'm excited to talk about marriage today because I know for me personally, I, I don't hear about it enough. I, I need to be hearing about marriage every day and just being yeah. encouraged in that way to love my husband um, 
And, you know, like Titus 2 talks about, to not only love our children, but to love our husbands. And so I'm excited to be chatting about it today. Yeah, well, thank you. This is a really fun week for me uh, to be talking about marriage because um, this week that this is airing, uh, Garrett and I will celebrate on Friday our 27th wedding anniversary. And later this week, probably on Thursday, I'm going to share a little bit about our testimony and what the Lord has brought us through and the things that he's taught me as a wife in 27 years. Um, It has not been an easy road for 27 years, but it has been um, a road that the Lord has allowed us to travel. And he has brought us to a place now where we we really have a great marriage. And Mm -hmm. I'm so Mm -hmm. grateful for that. So, so hang on We're I'm Mm -hmm. going to talk about that, but first I want to talk with you, Rachel, about the wise wife, um, you you have some really good points, and you know I I think like you said, we all need the constant reminder. Even after twenty seven years, I need reminders constantly, every day, uh, yes. of what the yeah. Lord is requiring of me and expecting of me as a wife. And sometimes that can get really overwhelming because, like you said, there are so many things vying for our attention. I mean, we've got kids, we've got homeschooling, we've got dishes and doctor's appointments and grocery shopping and all the things. And it seems like typically we get to the end of our day and that's really, you know, I would say the average couple would spend time, you know, toward the end of the day when the kids are in bed and most moms at that point are just spent. We're tired. We're, mm-hmm. we have mm-hmm. nothing left in us physically, emotionally. Uh, we're just tired. And so mm-hmm. Um, it's hard sometimes to focus yes, on totally. what what is the most important thing. And like you said, mm-hmm. we start with the Lord, then our husband, and then our children. So share with us, you, you've you come up with four areas of wisdom um, that we can focus on as wives in order to strengthen our marriages. So mm-hmm. let's go through that. Let's talk about these things. Yeah, totally. Um, I um, shared this message a, w- a while ago, but you know, it it was something really on my heart because I love the Proverbs. And I've always loved using the Proverbs with my children because there's just so much good stuff in there and it's so convicting and just um, so much wisdom. And so I wanted to really apply that wisdom, not only to motherhood, but also to marriage. And so the first point that is so important for us and really the foundation of who we are in Christ and who we are as women is to be women who fear the Lord. And, um, you know, charm is deceitful, like it says in Proverbs, and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. And when we fear the Lord, then so many other things are going to fall into place in our lives and we are going to be walking in obedience to Him. And that's really what it comes down to for us as Christian women is are we living in obedience? And when we fear the Lord, we're going to be sensitive to sin. We're going to hate our sin and we're going to have just a strong determination to be fighting our sin and resting God's grace, but at the same time, just having that fear of God where we're not okay with letting things go, like disrespect towards our husbands or speaking rudely um, and just living in integrity. And so that's really the foundation of being a wise wife, being a woman who walks in wisdom, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And that's where it all should start. So if we want to be godly wives and we need to be wives who fear the Lord and walk in his ways, and that will just touch so many other areas of our marriages. Yeah. One of the verses that you brought up with this um, in your notes is Proverbs 8.13, which I think is so good because oftentimes they think we ask the question, what does it mean to fear the Lord? Mm-hmm. Like what, how, how do we do that? 
And Proverbs 8, 13 says, the fear of the Lord is to hate evil. And Mm -hmm. plain and simple, I mean, it doesn't need to be much more than that as an explanation, right? It's, we hate evil. We love Mm -hmm. the Lord. Mm -hmm. Therefore, we love the things of the Lord. And, Mm -hmm. and he's very clear in his word. He tells us how to love, you know, first Corinthians 13 is the love chapter. And it tells Mm -hmm. us how to love one another, but to not do that and to love the evil ways and and evil is so many things. I mean, it's our own selfishness. It's our own pride. um, It's our, it's, it's our flesh wanting to come out right Mm -hmm. in the form of our sinful nature and who, and who, and who we are, we, we want our way, you know, I'm, I'm, I'll share a little bit more about this <laughs> later in the week, but <laughs> I'm definitely a wife. I want to have my way all the time. I do not like it when I don't get my way. And I think most people are like that, right? I mean, that's, that's yeah. our human sinful nature, totally. um, but I have to realize that that is evil. That is sinful. And mm-hmm. so the fear of the Lord mm-hmm. is to hate evil. Yes. And we're just, We'll be sensitive to that in our own lives. You know, we'll have a passion to obey the Lord in the midst of strong feelings and emotions, you know. So when we're in an intense conversation with our husbands, we'll have just that longing to fear the Lord in that moment. And instead of say something sarcastic or just be rude or unkind or prideful, there'll just be that that longing to fear the Lord in that moment, you know, we'll have this passion to be obedient no matter what our feelings are saying, but it's like, what do I want to do right now? Do I want to win this argument or do I want to do what's right before the Lord? And so it, it, you know, it'll keep us on our toes in that sense of just um, having those conversations when we're not in front of other people. Because when we fear the Lord truly from our hearts, it doesn't, matter who's around, you know, no one, it could just be us and our husbands, but we feel the Lord in that moment. It's not like we're trying to look at in front of other people, but right. we, you know, behind closed doors, we're going to walk in integrity and um, we're not going to make excuses for that. And yeah. so that, that makes for um, just a wife who's going to continue to grow because she's not allowing that sin just to continue to grow in her heart, but she's weeding it out and, coming before the Lord. And, and a lot of times, you know, well, every time, basically it's not easy. It's, it can, and can get a little bit worrisome sometimes when sin is being revealed in our hearts. And we, you know, that the Lord uses marriage. He uses children. He uses homeschooling yeah. <laughs> to us. And we ultimately, our husbands are not putting sin into us or just revealing what's in our hearts. Mm-hmm. And so we have to just be so um, surrendered to the Lord and really seeking him and pleading for his help. Because I know there's just certain days when I don't feel like doing the right thing. I just feel like being lazy spiritually and just being like, you know, having a bad attitude or just being grumpy or, um, whiny or something, you know, and allowing stress to overtake me and letting it, um, cause me to be irritable, whatever it is. And so that's what it, it, it all comes down to that fear of the Lord. Am I going to let myself live in this place? And we're all going to fall into that sin, but are we quick to repent and having the fear of the Lord, understanding that God is holy and righteous and he hates sin and just understanding our place before the Lord. It's, it's not a fearful thing. It's a, in the sense of being terrified and afraid and condemned. It's just a reverence for his holiness and understanding um, that sin, sin is, is wicked and sin is evil and we should be actively killing it in our lives. Yeah. 
Yep. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. As we try to impart a biblical worldview in our children and equip them to be salt and light in an increasingly secular culture, we need tools to explain how the scriptures mold our view of every subject we teach. We need homeschool curriculum that shows how the Lord rules over everything we learn while stretching our children to follow Him wherever He leads. Learn how BJU Press Homeschool has served thousands of Christian homeschool families just like yours by visiting BJUPressHomeschool.com. Are you ready to restore our constitutional republic? Patriot Academy is on the front lines of the mission to educate, train, and inspire millions of citizens to know and live their freedoms. With courses and materials from America's Constitution Coach, Rick Green, Patriot Academy's Constitution Training will equip you to be a leader in your community. You don't have to know anything about history, the Constitution, or the law to get started. The courses and coach training are free. Find a class today or sign up to be a Constitution Coach at PatriotAcademy.com. Again, that's patriotacademy.com. We are back with Rachel Zwain. Um, you know, as, as we were talking before the break, just about that process of learning to fear the Lord. One thing I've realized in my marriage is that it's, it is a process and it's not something that will ever be perfected. I feel like for myself, I, I'm a very different person now than I was 27 years ago mm -hmm. when I got married. And I would hope that for everybody, I mean, you know, you do a lot of growing up in, mm -hmm. in your life. And as we're growing in maturity in other areas of our life, I think we grow in maturity in our walk with the Lord as well, as we come closer to him, you know, as we spend time mm -hmm. in God's word, as we get to know him better. And as the Holy spirit just deeper and deeper penetrates our hearts and we have more and more conviction about mm -hmm. our sin. And that's, that's hard. You know, it's, it's, it's a hard thing to swallow our pride and go, okay, that was not the right thing to do. That was not the right thing to say. Um, you know, my husband will tell you that by far I have a much harder time apologizing than he does. He's much quicker to apologize than I am. Um, I reason with myself in my mind, you know, but I was right because da, 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 you know, um, and the Lord's still working on me for sure. But I definitely, um, I see that he's growing me in that area. And so, you know, to, to you mamas who's, who are still trying to figure out like, what does it mean to fear the Lord? And what is this going to look like for my marriage? Mm -hmm. There, there is hope. Keep, keep working mm -hmm. on it. Um, mm -hmm. So, okay. So we're talking yeah. about the four areas of wisdom. The first one is fearing, mm -hmm. uh, fear the Lord. What is the second? Um, the second one is choosing hum humility, which really goes along with exactly what you were just saying yeah. about, you know, being humble and understanding that even though your feelings are so strong, you're not always right about everything. <laughs> and, you know, just having that mindset of being like Christ in your marriage and, we can just dig our heels in and be so frustrated about something. And a lot of that has to do with emotion. You know, we have to understand that we should not be following our emotions and we should be guiding our heart in the way like the Proverbs talk about. Um, and so when we have those strong emotions, we have to remember, you know, this is going to pass. And what, what am I going to be left with is just my actions and my attitude. And am I going to be humble, even though I feel so wronged right now, or I feel so upset about the situation, just taking that path of humility. And it doesn't mean that you can't have honest communication and dialogue, but just done in a way that is glorifying to the Lord and being able to apologize and see, you know, your part in the situation. And sometimes you're, you, you don't need to apologize. Maybe it's, it's quite obvious that your husband is the one that 
really needs to make the apology. But even in the midst of that, being humble and gracious and forgiving mm-hmm. um, and really recognizing just who we are before the Lord, that we are sinful creatures and we have received so much forgiveness. And so how can we not be humble if we truly understand what we deserve and how much God has forgiven us of? And so I think being able to grow in humility means coming back to that place all the time and just seeing, wow, you know, I'm a a struggling sinner, just like my husband is, and I want grace too. And so I need to be humble in my interactions and understanding and gracious and not hold on to pride and be quick to apologize, be quick to recognize where you could have done things differently. And even if you do feel that the fault was more on his side, just really searching for some area that you could have dealt with it differently, even your timing, maybe, maybe there was timing for something and it caused your husband to be provoked by you bringing something up and he was unkind with his words and you know all you can see is his sin but at the same time you can backpedal a little bit and think well okay i definitely should not have brought that up so i'm going to focus on apologizing for that and whatever god has you know hopefully the lord will prompt him to apologize so we can we can really reconcile but keeping an eye on our responsibility is huge because it's so easy within marriage to just be constantly looking at what our husbands are doing, yeah. he's not doing this and he's not doing that. And all of a sudden we're in this place of just constantly just looking at him when we have this big plank in our eyes. And so we have to be really slow with that and really careful to not always be blaming him for everything. And I know there are situations where um, there, there are things that are, are not okay. You know, there's abuse and Um, different things that are going on. So there needs to be wisdom with that. It shouldn't just always be like, oh, it's always my fault. And, but I think with spiritual maturity, we can understand that line. And as we seek the Lord for wisdom, we can understand where our responsibility needs to be and, um, and just be pursuing that and praying for it and asking the Lord to open our eyes to where we need to change and grow and, and to vocalize um, that to our husbands so that they know that we're aware and we are, serious about growing and humility and, um, you know, being sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Yeah. I like that you talk about vocalizing that to our husbands. Cause I, I think that when we are able to be real with them, instead of trying to put up this you know, facade that like, we've got mm-hmm. it all together. We're the great wife. You know, even if we do mm-hmm. apologize, um, it's okay to be honest and just say, you know, I'm really struggling in this area of my life, of our marriage, of whatever. And man, you throw emotions into it with women especially and i don't say that as an excuse but that that can be really difficult to control mm-hmm. you know how we respond to our husbands mm-hmm. um and then of course how they respond back to us and then we hold on to bitterness because they've said or done something that's upset us or hurt us mm-hmm. um and and i it, it can oftentimes become a very vicious cycle yes. um, with our husbands but you talk about you know becoming humble gracious and forgiving and i think those are really key to Mm -hmm. having Mm -hmm. a great marriage is we do have to be humble ourselves and we can't do it for our husbands. We can't make them, you know, become humble on -hmm. their end. I mean, the the Lord Mm -hmm. has to do that work for them, but we can be gracious in the process of waiting for Mm -hmm. them. Um, And then just be forgiving. Even if our husband does not ask for forgiveness, just being gracious enough to just forgive and Mm -hmm. move on. And just know that 
probably what they've done or said has not been intentional to hurt us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but yeah, human my life husband, is huge. My husband always shares something that was so helpful to me years ago about how often we um, specify sin and we just hone in on that specific sin. And um, we need to be taking a step back and really generalizing in order for us to be sympathetic because we need to ask ourselves, do I sin? Am I a struggling sinner? This is where my husband is right now. And yeah. if I if I hone in on his issue with um, whatever it might be, maybe anger or something, and um, just feel that, you know, I I would never do something like that. How could he do that? Then I'm forgetting about other sins that, you know, I struggle with. And so yeah. when you take kind of a step back and just generalize, are we both weak, struggling sinners? Yes. And we're both in need of a savior. And so it helps to um, just be humble with that. And obviously, like we talked about being able to to have communication and it's not like you just, well, my husband's angry, so I just have to let that go and never yeah. talk about it. But yeah, really seeking to dialogue and asking him to get the accountability that he might need or something like that. Yeah. But at the same time, um, you know, just with sin in general, it's so easy for us just to have the attitude of, of pride, like, I don't know why he acts that way. I would never do something like that, you know? Right. And then we forget about the things that he could say the same thing about. Well, I would never act that way or I'd never do this and that. And so we definitely need to have the right mindset with that. Yeah. Amen. Mm-hmm. Well, we are out of time, but we are going to come back on Wednesday. We're going to continue talking about the wise wife, how we can strengthen our marriages. Um, Rachel has tons of great proverbs and I'm going to put all of these um, Proverbs in the show notes so that you guys have them because she has taken a lot of time to really look through scripture and find uh, just parts of scripture that really will encourage you. So I'll put those in the show notes as well and we'll continue to share some of them. Um, Rachel, where can people find you on Facebook and on Instagram? So on Facebook, you can just search Joyful Mothers and then on Instagram, same thing, but it's Joyful underscore Mothers and it should come up. So. Okay. Great. I'll put those notes um, in the show notes as well. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you've not yet left a review for the podcast, please take a few minutes to do that. We are getting more reviews in and it's so exciting to just know that this podcast is an encouragement to you and your family that really does bless us. And it really does help to get the word out about the podcast and help people to find us as, you know, so many people are looking for um, answers to homeschooling right now and family discipleship and wanting to figure out what this looks like and how do they even do this? That's what we exist for. That's what this podcast is for. And so if you would take a few minutes to leave a review, we would really appreciate it. Thank you guys for listening. We will be back with you on Wednesday. Have a great afternoon. Bye. What we do at IEW is break through the the noise of the grammar and the writing prompts. And we say, this is what you do step by step. And I've witnessed it over and over again, both watching Andrew teach and hearing from parents, this is the best writing program. We've made it so easy and made it really affordable. So any mom can teach writing to their children using our course, and we guarantee it. To try three weeks of free lessons, visit IEW.com.